your voice is like so good. Normally oh. I make <laughs> normally I make people sit in the chair. Yeah. Uh, to get closer to the mic, but you don't have that problem. Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I typically resonate pretty well right. <laughs> for recording. It's like if you don't go to the gym, I'm not even gonna swipe on you, and it's like right. okay. I mean that's the that's, that's fun sucking your own dick at the gym. Like. <laughs> With sex toys, intent is key. Don't you fucking get what the god particle is, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to bust your bubble. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I'm dead is like scientifically proven that male's deep voice is more attractive. Uh oh. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you murder them and you eat their goddamn corpses. Isn't that necessarily true? This is a funny thing. I saw what TJ got picked to do this and I said, I am a thousand times better than TJ. Like- Welcome back to We Are The Strange Podcast. This is a semi-anonymous podcast where I talk to strange people like myself. That is very much a compliment. I know a lot of people don't take it that way, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. And just a quick shout out. I did the Ashbury last night um, and I had a super good time. So shout out to Brian Christopher, uh, and then Brennan Weaver for uh, this weird puppet thing he did that I'm sure you guys will be seeing later. Uh, my, guest, uh, my guest today, uh, I've been trying super hard to get for uh, for what seems like a really long time. And no fault to them uh, because uh, they're one of the busiest people I know. My guest today is uh, Skits. Yes. Hello. Thank, yeah, thank you so much for coming out. I know, I know you're super busy all the time. Uh, you produce at uh, the Comedy Shrine now. Yep. You host like every other night. Uh, pretty Pretty much every week, every Thursday, I'm I'm hosting there as well as yeah. producing, and then uh, they've had me do you know a couple weekends and bounce around. You mentioned the Ashbury. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to be there in October. I really all right. Yeah. Cool. We'll plug that. At, we'll plug that at the end. Yeah. I'm sure you got, I love like, that room. You that's have a, like a million dates coming up, but yeah, that's that room, a fantastic room. It's a, it's a younger crowd. Yeah, like f- by far the youngest crowd that I've ever been but around. They're, they're into it. Like, they are, they are into there it. for it. Right, and I mean, they, they, especially since they can't drink, so they're not there for the yeah. drinking aspect of it. They are strictly there for the comedy. Yeah, and it really uh, shows that that makes a whole difference between like a good room and a bad room uh, oftentimes I mean I mean especially with the open mics because we go to open mics all the time yeah and then like it's always at bars and then there's always like stragglers who are just there for the drinking not for the right well it's I I will never have an experience as bad as uh, many many years ago Um, my band was booked for a, a Sunday Oh, really? And we took the booking because we just took all the bookings then. Right. Not realizing it was Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, You want to talk about people in a room who do not... Do not want you to be there. Right. We both have that background. We both uh, <laughs> we were both musicians before we started doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, which is cool. But I do remember those days where you're just playing for the other bands and their girlfriends. That was yes. like a very typical thing. And honestly, I feel like uh, that was worse than doing stand up at open mics. Where it's like people you know at least doing it over and over again. Yeah. There's a little bit of camaraderie. You see those people all the time. Whereas bands is like this is a band from out of town. I'm never going to see them again. Yeah, but you do have the camaraderie of your bandmates. You do. Assuming you have a functional. Yeah, which band is which dynamic. is not always the, not always the case. Um, I've had a decent. Oh no. <laughs> my last band, they were amazing. They were the nicest okay. people I'd ever met in my life. But before that, uh, everyone else was just, just like real bad. Um, oh, I- I, I I was in a band. Uh, we're looking at almost twenty years ago now. Yeah. Um, but at, you know, every every practice, every week, someone quit. 
you know, and came back and quit right. again or was fired. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, those are the heinous ones. I've been very lucky with, with the band I'm in now because we're all, you know, mid to late 30s. Yeah. Jobs, right? It's it's kids. good to be like, in a similar station in life yeah. with the people that you surround yourself with. That, that way, it's like kind of like similar schedules yeah. and stuff like that. Do you get along with all those guys? Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and it's you know the last thing any of, this is our refuge from everyday life and the drama. <laughs> like the last thing we want is drama in right. You know, I mean we. Did have a lineup change that was due to some drama. We went from a five piece to a four piece. Okay. And sometimes that changes the whole sound for the better. It, we are tighter than we've ever been. Right, yeah. Um, and definitely doing more creative stuff than we were previously. Right. I'm a big uh, fan of like the less is more kind of like uh, approach to things. Like if you could do it in a four piece, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, that's like I always say, uh, you could tell me Neil Peart's the best drummer in the world all you want. I'll always say Keith Moon did more with less. Yeah, like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Plus it was like, you know, more impressive considering, you know, his situation. Yeah. He, he was a white guy. So, <laughs> so uh, he, uh, he uh, had one. He had one arm. That's why. That's what it was. <laughs> no, Keith Moon? Well, no, he, he, uh, didn't he, I thought that was he died. Who, no, uh, so he was drum- <laughs> So that's why he was so well, good. Well, he, he was the drummer from the Who, who used to blow up his, I his drum only, kit. I thought he only had one arm. No, that's the Def Leppard guy. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't whose know name one. escapes me. Yeah, I don't care. About Damn, Def I always Leopard. thought that was Keith Moon. No, no, no. Keith Moon is up there with like John Bonham of just those great drummers of the seventies who right. couldn't handle. Uh, they're intoxicants. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a big uh, theme in, in rock music. It's, it's like oh, the yeah. drug abuse, stuff like that. I mean, they 27 kind of... 27 Club. They glorify that a whole lot. I mean, I remember being a part of that, too. I was like, yeah, let's do it all, yeah. you know? And, um, but I never really achieved, like, the, <laughs> like the, like the Nikki Six level of... Oh, where you can die and be brought back and go on yeah, stage. Yeah, basically yeah. immortal. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I heard this from. That someone said, like, he drank, like, heroin out of a fire hose, and he was just, like, fine. <laughs> you I mean, have you read his, uh, any of his books? No, I, I, no. Heroin Diaries is a, Is that the name of it? Yeah. Wow. It's a fantastic... It, it's got him, um, oh... Uh, one of Prince's protégés, um, not Apollonia. Um, oh God, I don't know why I can't think of it. She was in the movie The Last Dragon. Uh, well, doesn't matter. She's in it. Um, a whole bunch of you know other people from the scene at that time. Right. You know, like I think Carmen Electra chimes in. Like it. So it's all of his actual diaries from when he was just a full blown junkie, and then people from the scene. You know, adding on to the stories and whatnot. Oh, okay. So there was like uh, like accounts from other people that yeah in in the book. Yeah, that's an interesting approach to a book. Yeah, it's was it an, it was a was it also was a like a biography. Yeah, it was it was predominantly autobiography with other people's okay. inputs as well. Well, that's good because yeah, I mean your perspective of yourself is already skewed because there's oh, always sure. going to be bias no matter what. Um, so getting an outside perspective, but even then, like those people are also biased. So it's like very interesting. Yeah. To just see, I always uh, I'm always curious about how people. I know it's like you shouldn't, but I I'm always curious about what people think of me. It's oh like, well, if you think about it, our very existence is predicated on other people witnessing our existence. Right. You know, so I mean, 
uh, we will never know the full story of ourselves because we can only witness one, you know, one billionth right. of what our experience to the universe is. And that drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me. It drives me nuts not to know. Yeah. You know, not that it would really affect me. It's more like the curiosity of what it is. Not not so much that the negative or positive would affect me in any way yeah. or form. It's just like I just want to know. Oh, for sure. Well, and. Have you always experienced that, or has that been... Yeah, always. Ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted... And this is, like, kind of morbid, but ever since I was, like, young, like, eight years old, I was always curious about who would come to my funeral. (laughs) Okay. I was a weird kid, but that always preoccupied my time a lot. That and, like, Pokemon. But... (laughs) but (laughs) So it was Pokemon, and then thinking about my own mortality, um, but then who would would show up, just out of curiosity, you know? I'm, I, I've always thought about it. Do you ever, you ever thought about that? Who would show up? Um, I think about that. I think about you know how I'll be remembered because you know it's uh, is it a a Brandon Lee quote? Um, the From key the to immortality is yeah. a life worth remembering or something like that. He wrote a book before he died. No, I think he, he just I think he, he just said something. I'm sorry, say that again. The key um, to immortality was yeah the the. The key to immortality is living a life worth remembering or some, something right. along those lines. That's absolutely true, too, because yeah. we remember people a long time ago, like super famous people like Hitler and uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. I was going to say, you can tell you're a suburb. <laughs> Hitler's the go-to reference for famous person. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, fine. I also man. just use Hitler always to win arguments. I always do that. I'm like one of those terrible garbage oh, people. No. I No, no, no. I do, it, I do it to the point where it's like it's like ridiculous, like... Uh, if like someone doesn't agree with me, I'm like, oh yeah, well you you like shirts. You know who else likes shirts? Fucking Hitler. You're just like him. Is, is that rule forty two of the internet? Is it like <laughs> at some point in the comments, someone will mention Hitler? Like, I, I guess. If, if it is, rules. Uh, is that real? Are you, are you being serious right now? I'm, I'm. Well, I mean, it's not like a, but it, it's okay. it's one of those. Um, yeah, because there's like what's that rule thirty three or something like that. That's like everything that exists has a porn version. Yeah, of it. Uh, yeah, thirty three or thirty four, something like. Yeah, that. rule thirty four. Rule thirty four yeah. is a porn version of everything that I actually believe. Which is actually true. I mean, I'm sure if you got down to the most specific thing possible. But then the moment you punched it into Google, someone somewhere would right. suddenly know, we need to make a porn of that. Right, absolutely. One of the weirder ones of those I've seen is, or not seen, but I've heard of is Edward Penis Hands. So, oh, dude, that's hysterical. Yeah, so it's, all his hands are, I mean, it's an actor. Yeah. Um, but then their hands, they put like uh, dildos. Yeah, for all, all of like, his fingers. Oh, oh, it's fantastic. God, come on, guys. <laughs> that's the, that's, if you. If you're going to watch porn, that's the best kind of porn. It's oh, the stuff with the ridiculous... I tell you what, the Suicide Squad movie porn yeah. was better than the Suicide Squad movie. So you, you weren't a fan of that movie? No, I am. Really? I enjoy it. Yeah. No, um, I honestly didn't mind that movie. There was a bunch of problems that I had oh, with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, tonally, it couldn't figure out what it was trying to be, and I think that was due to a lot of you know studio a, intervention. Yeah, a lot of factors. I mean, yeah. they had to go; they had to rewrite it because of Deadpool and the popularity of it. They like freaked out. They're like, "We need to make this funnier." So initially, yeah. the tone was going to be like DC always like edge lords oh, everything yeah. up, yeah. everything, and I kind of like hate them for that because it doesn't have to be. Like that. I think they're figuring it out, though. Uh, they're getting closer. Because Aquaman was was 
about as camp as you can get. I mean, it was very very camp. That's like, what, yeah, it, it bothered me. I love I love the character. Yeah, but then they they put him in a situation, and then yeah, I don't know. Well, I just have you seen the newest Jumanji, the one with the Rock? Not the second one, but I saw the first one with the Rock. Yeah, with the yeah, rock. the second one isn't out yet. I don't. Yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the 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 whole smolder thing that they they joke about the Rock doing, and he'll just stop and pose, and it's that look he gets. Yeah. That was every half hour in Aquaman. Yeah. Like, like James Wan was just telling him, all right, uh, things are getting dull. Quick, smolder at the camera for us. Right, yeah. I and know. it worked because, like, everyone I know who's into Jason Momoa was like, oh. Right, yeah. I mean, he, he is a handsome guy. I oh, mean, there's no getting around unquestionable. it. Unquestionable. Yeah, no getting around it. But I did like that about Jumanji, that, like, little bit of self-awareness. Yeah. Like, poking fun. That and movie was better than it had any right to be. It was so good, actually. I actually really enjoyed that movie, and I am excited for the second Jumanji. Oh, yeah. Now we get to see The Rock do a Danny DeVito impression? Absolutely, oh, right, I because, want to see that. Because they switched uh, yeah. they switched bodies in the second one. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did that take on it. Well, yeah, because you could do this forever now. Right. Like, you, just who do you want to see The Rock do an impression of? Right. <laughs> That's who gets sucked into the game. Here you go. Have it, fun. He's not a big impression guy either. His acting range, like, he's, I think he's a great guy, but his acting range is limited. Oh, for yeah. sure. Act, he's he's, uh, he's, he's an getting by guy. on charisma. Yeah. And everyone loves him outside of the stuff that he does, just like, the you know, the way he is, his personality. The Rock is what Vin Diesel thinks he is. Oh, God. And that's why they hate each other so much. Right. Um, yeah, they had a falling out, and that's yeah. why they uh, did a spinoff of the new Fast and Furious. Which was fantastic. It was, it was good, actually, and I, I always got into it with Matt Drufke um, okay. because I hate the Fast and Furious movie. Or not, I didn't really watch them, honestly. I just hate yeah. the concept of them. <laughs> the, the fact that they've gone from... Because I remember when the first one came out, I was working at Blockbuster at the time, wow. and it was huge. Yeah. Um, wow. And it was, it was point-breaking cars. That's all it was. Right, yeah. And the fact that they are now full-blown, like, world-saving superheroes right. is insanity. Yeah. And, that's and I love yeah. that they did that. And the new one they always talk about is like, I've saved the world, like, four times. They're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You, you started as a movie about, like, stealing cars and driving fast, and now you're, like, saving the world. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I did um, start to enjoy that towards that. So shout out to Matt Drucky. I'm starting to come around a little bit, um, <laughs> specifically because Vin Diesel wasn't in that one, and I think that guy's kind of a chud. Uh, and yeah. I, I want to relate to him because he's a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Like, he's a big nerd. Have you seen his, his Street Sharks commercial? I have. Where's it's the him? best. It's so weird where he's just playing with them. Yeah. Like, that's the commercial. <laughs> I was like, that's not his fault. That's no. the director's fault. Oh, yeah. Like, whoever wrote that commercial is really, like... Uh, got lucky that they got the chance to do that even because well, that was so low budget. Like, anyone could have done that. Oh, for sure. But this was throw anything at the wall and see what sticks. People forget just how weird the 80s were oh, yeah. of just, and the early 90s because they, like, Street Sharks, why did that happen? Because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles happened. Now, why did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles happen? Who fucking knows? But that shit was... Huge. Yeah. I mean, especially, uh, this has happened in other years, but especially the 90s, uh, that decade was a big, uh, let's make a toy and then build a brand around just that and then try yeah. to sell it. So Pokemon in initially, I think, was just uh, a game, and they were mm -hmm. like, let's do an anime, let's do all this toy stuff, and then try to sell money, and now... 
I don't whoever came up with that idea. Oh, <laughs> like whoever oh, yeah. Nintendo did that. You like you're a genius. Yeah. You uh, are set for life now because of that. And so many iterations of that. Street Sharks is one of the things. And then yeah. they're pretty honest with it. Like I've seen documentaries. Or, oh like, yeah. Um, well, because it wasn't just Street Sharks. It was Biker Mice from Mars. I love that show. It was uh, Battle Toads. I love that. It was. Um, Oh god! There was Digimon. There was. Uh, well, I'm talking just in the we've got three to four like mutant, right? Animal things. Right. So there was stuff like Crazy Bones um, that they tried to do that did not pan out as well. Do you remember Pogs? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking Pogs. I see. There were two camps in my middle school, and it was uh, the Magic Camp. Magic the Gathering? Yeah. Wow, was it really big in your middle school? Oh, it was. It was It was that and then Pogs on the other side. Yeah. And like... That's crazy. I, I wish I, I had was, known. I was fully Pogs. Really? Yeah, yeah. no, I loved Pogs. I, I was obsessed. Um, I wish I had known about Magic the Gathering because I didn't get into Magic the Gathering until I was an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, what always kind of prohibited me from getting into Magic the Gathering was, especially living in Elmhurst, I was poor white trash. Yeah. Like... Oh, My yeah. family just inherited the house right. through three generations. Yeah. So that's the only reason I was in Elmhurst. Right. Um, so I was surrounded by all the rich kids who could afford to buy deck after deck after deck. And it was like, I can't keep up with that. There's no, no way. No fucking way. So pogs, like at least there was an element of if I win, I get more pogs. That was like that's such a weird that was yeah, so that was the basic concept of pogs where you you play each other for your pogs. Yeah. It's like uh, street racers playing for pink slips. Yeah. Like for little kids. It was just fucking bananas. And also very, very heartbreaking as a kid to lose your favorite pog. Oh yeah. Yeah. And also a form of gambling. Like places like Enchanted Castle is like a casino for little kids. It's yeah. bananas. It's just gambling. You're gambling yeah. for tickets. Like, you're trying to earn tickets to win something. It's ridiculous. I mean, you could buy that on Amazon for half the amount of money you spent trying to get it. Yeah. That's, I mean, for me, that's why I always gravitated toward the skill games. Like, your ski balls, your basketballs, yeah. you know, less the push a button and see what numbers come right. up. Right. There's ones. always that game where it's like a, a light ring and spins in a circle. Yeah, and I try to never. hit it and then try to, like, land on a specific thing. Yeah. I could never do any of those. But if, if you wanted me to throw something at something, especially as a kid, <laughs> that was I my mean, I deal. was going to do that anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> half of being a kid is throwing things at things. Right. To see what would happen. Oh, my God. And those places still exist, but they're less. Like, arcades back in our day, um, I think we're around the same age. Yeah. Uh, I'm 32, you're 36, I think. Yep. Yep. See, I remember that. Uh, I saw it on your Wikipedia page. I uh, <laughs> So around that time, arcades were a huge thing to the point oh, where sure. like there was arcade etiquette. Yeah. I remember I, I grew up in an arcade as a child. Um, but I remember like having this step on stools and then mm-hmm. putting my quarter down, and then they would. And honestly, most people would respect it. Surprisingly, yeah. especially since like they could have easily bullied me. You know. No. Um, well, because it was. It was a culture that I mean, as, as long as you adhered to specific guidelines right. of that culture, absolutely, yeah. Uh, predominantly being male, being a big one of them. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, that still happens I, now. Oh, it's I. It's possibly even worse now. <laughs> yeah. No. That the because it, mm, it can be more. The the masculine like toxicity in the gaming. 
uh, universe is is so bad. It's so bad, and it blows my mind every time that I, I encounter it. Because like a lot of these same guys who are shitting on women yeah. for playing video games are also like, "Why won't women play video games?" I'm like, are, "Can you not see that you you're yeah. just, you're, you're your own worst enemy?" It's so crazy. And then I've seen videos of people uh, online, like women post, like female gamers, and they'll post with the things that the guys say to them. Oh, it's yeah. Like it's horrifying. Heinous. Yeah. It is fucking well, heinous. The, and then you look at all the, you know, the Gamergate shit. And What's Gamergate? So, <sighs> Gamergate was the nerd rage against a, uh, there was a, a, a woman game developer uh, who got a, a, a fair amount of press for a game that she had done. Okay. Um, Good for her. Yeah. And then everyone was like, fuck her, fuck this game, fuck her politics, fuck everything. Uh, she's sleeping with people to get good press, and they doxed her, and they, like... Oh, fuck Did all sorts of heinous you. shit. you. Yeah. Um, and, like... God. Like, drove her off the internet for a good period of time. What a poor woman. Like, yeah. You just like something. Dear Lord. Just let, let people... Like things, I yeah. hate, I hate all of you. <laughs> Seriously, I, uh, I I get into it on the regular with uh, uh, the sinkers over at Shrine uh, about uh, the the last Star Wars movie. Really? Yeah. Why? What did they have to say about well, it? Well, they hated it. Really? Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Which wait? Which what was the, the last Last one? Jedi? Oh, okay. Um, and the, there were problems with it, but sure. they're not the problems. That a lot of people seem to have with it. All right, but think about it this way, and I'm not necessarily you, but other people who are listening. If that movie had just came out separately, and there had no, been no other Star Wars, that would just have been a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're comparing it to something that you remember, and honestly, that whole perspective is skewed yeah. because you're holding on to nostalgia. Oh yeah, because if you try and introduce someone to half the shit we grew up with, no matter how sacred it is, you know, culturally. Uh, like I, I know plenty of you know younger folks who have tried to watch The Princess Bride, and they're like, I don't get it. It's kind of boring. What? No, yeah. it's hilarious. I, well, but again, <laughs> we grew up with it, so it has a very different context for us. To be fair, I have not seen it in a while. Have you watched it recently? Oh yeah, I still think it's fantastic. Okay, and so I think, to you, it still holds up. To me, it holds up, and and like there are some young people who absolutely are on board with it, but like, um. There are people who are like, eh, it's fine. I don't get why everyone's all insane over it. Now, let me ask you this. Is there anything problematic in it now? In you know Princess how you, Bride? You know um, how, like, we watch certain movies that we loved before? Yeah. Because I'll watch a movie, an old movie, that I used to love, and I'll be like, ooh, they probably shouldn't have said that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing. Nothing stands out? Nothing stands out. Good. That's exactly what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Like, if there is anything, you know, I mean, like... Mandy Patinkin is doing uh, an impression of, you know, an ethnicity that he is not. What ethnicity? Um, What race? Inigo Montoya would be Spanish. Oh, okay. Um, What is is the actor's uh, race? Mandy Patinkin? Um, You know, I'd have to look it up. Sounds ethnic. Yeah, I mean, there's something, but I couldn't tell you for sure what. Um, But it's it's not like a problematic... 
depiction in, by any stretch. Yeah. So there's so that's fine. Well, there's but there's definitely wrong with that. there's definitely no like Mickey Rooney breakfast at Tiffany's <laughs> moments in it. There's a lot of things where I'm like sometimes when people complain about stuff I'm like that is accurate, but then other times where people are like that's cultural appropriation. I'm like no, I think he's just doing he's an actor, you know. Yeah, and it, he's doing his job. It depends. Like I, I Oh, absolutely. It's a case by case basis absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think we're at a point now where you know there are, there are there's enough of a talent pool to pull from yeah and we're also telling stories of people who there's no rule keeping them off the screen right um you know so there's no reason that you know Jared Leto needs to play uh, a, a trans person yeah especially since I don't point. even like this, that guy <laughs> I do you like Jared Leto I like him in some things I think he's. I think he's a pretentious asshole. As, as a person, he seems like a, a total douche. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've seen him in plenty of movies or, or you know, things where I'm like, yeah, he's good. Plus, I grew up with the the show My So Called Life. You want to talk about some something that was like a moment in time, yeah. and it's just no one cares now. Right. Um, <laughs> but like Claire Danes came from there. Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto started on that show. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that show ever. Oh, it's you might you're you're close enough to the right age to still cuz it's very 90s. Yeah, was it's it a like a Dawson's 90s. Creek kind of thing? Uh, I would argue it was better than Dawson's well, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Creek. No. That was no, that was a little Me either. Actually, watch what was that religious one? Seventh Heaven. Um, yeah, actually, with, uh, for some Jessica reason, Beale yeah. And, well, because she got kicked off the show, didn't she? Because she did a, really? a maximum spread. She got she did a maximum spread while she was in there. Yeah. How old she was? She like nineteen. Uh, I'd have to assume. I forgot about Maxim. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that still a magazine? Um. Yeah, actually, I know some people who are competing to do uh, Maxim covers uh, right now. They're doing like a cover oh, search, but I think it's oh, that's right. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's predominantly like an online, right, clickbaity at this point. I think still uh, Buzzfeed like, with bikini women. I think like, Playboy <laughs> still holds up a little bit just because well, of the articles. They've always, they've always had good journalism, so even you know with all the rest of it, they really get some. Some you know probing interviews. They do a lot right. of, like I said, a lot of journalism. Hell, Shel Silverstein got his start there. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Look up. Actually, uh, my my fiance, uh, she has uh, an armband of Shel Silverstein's art from Playboy. Really? Like just various things that he did. Wow. And he was just a a weird, dirty old old bastard, just traveling the world and finding like. Orgies or finding swingers clubs yeah. or like did, that was his beat, right? And it's yeah, it's wild. And he draws himself into every scene, just standing there bewildered by all the naked right. people fucking around. Him. <laughs> well, yeah, but there is those things like I, it's like underground. I think strictly because it has to be. But there are those places and stuff like that warehouses oh, yeah. of yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I've I've heard stories and and people with uh, personal accounts. I knew there's uh, a bunch in Chicago. Really? Oh, what? Yeah. I know. Well, th- <laughs> that doesn't surprise me too much because one of the people I was seeing, she told me that uh, she had gone when she was with another partner. She was uh, 
he had taken her to like one of these places where you do public acts. Okay. And so uh, basically, she blew him in front of like a bunch of strangers in behind in a glass room or something like that yeah. where people could see them. And I thought that was like it blew my mind. I was like, I did not know <laughs> that those places existed. Oh yeah. And then I've heard other things on other podcasts of uh, this guy recounted his tale of being in the bukkake scene. Okay. There's a scene strictly for Bukaki, and it's actually uh, what he explained to me. It almost reminded me of stand-up comedy, honestly, because <laughs> like, of the camaraderie. Oh yeah, like well, the, yeah, because you you run into the same people. Yeah. I, uh, are you familiar with Fet Life? Yeah, I am. I was on it for a while. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole network, especially in Chicago, of people like, hey, uh, we're having another gangbang. Uh, submit your. <laughs> really? Yeah, and it's not for porn or anything. It's just to do. Right. And. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's awesome. I, I was on Felt Life too for a little bit, um, but I don't like that site. Oh, it's a god awful site. It's a it's a garbage site. I mean, with the, how dating apps are so easy to use now, yeah. like that one's not even a, mo- a mobile app. No, and it should well, be. And it was it was never meant to be a, a dating app necessarily. It's it's supposed to be fetish Facebook, right? But at but the same no time, one really posts. Anything yeah. other than well, it's hard to because everyone has jobs and stuff like yeah. that. But just because you're higher up on the ladder doesn't mean that you're you don't have a kink. Oh, you, for sure, you know. And it's such a like 2019 has been such a sex positive year. I feel like for a lot of in a lot of in ways. a lot of ways, but then but in not, a lot of ways it's been the most repressive with you know since the pa- uh, passing of Sesta and Fosta and what's and that? All that? So that's the it. It's legislation that was intended to help uh, prevent sex trafficking. Okay. But all it did was drive consensual people further underground, and so now a lot of really? sex workers are having to return to pimps, or they're having to return to, you know, bad situations like that. It was meant to. It was meant to stop sex trafficking. How did they try to do that exactly? Like, what was the um, legislation? Exactly? It's a lot of you can't have you know certain sexual discussions online. You oh, can't. Well, okay. uh, you can't have. Uh, a lot of like naked pictures. Like if you have naked pictures in your Facebook right. messages, like you could be taken to federal task over that. If you had uh, like sexual pictures, yeah. Like, like what? Do like you, if what? someone if someone sent you a nude in yeah. your uh, in your you know DMs on Facebook or something, and like the FBI for some reason decided you're someone they're going to snoop at, what? your possession of that on a social media platform. Even though it's not posted publicly, it's still present, you could be taken to task over it. So what happened is, like, a lot of the Craigslist personals yeah. where people were yeah, able those, to Yeah, those changed. I, I wanted to do that, that for changed. my podcast, but I went back to it and it was gone. Yeah. And then I had to Google why. And, and because, well, they were eliciting too much. There was too much prostitution going on on it, and they were trying to stop that. So I kind of get that to a certain point, but at the same time, like, I'm one of those people that thinks, like, I... I don't think prostitution is necessarily a bad thing. No. It's, um, if it's, That's how a lot of people who can't make their living in other fields make their living. Yeah, which is absolutely fine as long as it's safe and consenting. And yeah. I think, uh, uh, like, I, well, I wouldn't, that's where I wouldn't make it all these obstacles up, like right. removing, ba- you know, back page, removing. But at that point, regulate it, you know, well, regulate yeah. it as opposed to, you know, because that, that was part of the problem is like it, it, on Craigslist, that seems very unsafe. But yeah. they do have places like there's this place in Texas called the Bunnyland Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, you're I'm, familiar. I'm, and I, yeah. Um, and so they do. I don't know how their practices are. Hopefully it's it's on the up and up and yeah, everyone's treated board. well. But it seems like uh, everyone's like tested and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like I'm sure. These well, they treat it the same way they treat uh, porn actors, you know, out in out in California. Yeah. You know, it, there's 
regulation, you have to be tested so many times, you have to be tested in, you know, set amount of period after sex, uh, you know, specific sexual acts, you, right. have to, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. Um, you know, so yeah, absolutely regulate, you know, that's why most uh, porn actors, everyone thinks they're filthy. Oh, excuse me. They're cleaner than the average person. Because like, when's, when's the last time you got a full panel? Exactly. Right? That's, <laughs> and I, I, you know, you could ask that of anyone listening, and they'd be like, uh, right. maybe never. But these people have to. Yeah. Uh, under contract, they have to. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, so these people are, are clean. But, I mean, a lot of people have weird, like, uh, like uh, stigmas with yeah. uh, the porn industry. And, honestly, I've, I've heard some interviews with a lot of porn actors that have, mm. you know, the way it's run isn't necessarily always the best. No, and you'll, you'll see a lot of people. You know, uh, there will there will be like with any industry, there will be people on their way out who look back with regret, and then there's people yeah. on their way out who are like, yeah, it wouldn't change a damn thing. A lot of the biggest uh, complaint that a lot of the the actors have once they leave the industry is the inability to get other work or to you know have normal post porn lives because of all the stigmas against right. that particular profession. Um, you know, but I, I know a few people in the industry who are, you know, still happy with it today. And then, you know, there's yeah. people who get out and are like, I had a miserable time. Yeah, but then but also that might be specific to them because of yeah. the company they were working with at the time. Yeah, specific I like, company, specific producer. Like, I'd argue it's no better or worse than the music industry. Right, yeah, absolutely. You know, or, or just Hollywood movies. in general yeah, and like, stuff like that, yeah. Anything where they're there are huge disparities in power dynamic, mm-hmm. there's going to be abuses of power. Right, yeah. I mean, shit, one of the bigger abusers of power just did a show last night. Oh, was that last night? Uh, last night, tonight, and tomorrow. So we're strictly, we're talking about Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Oh. Uh, got booked at Raw Zanies in Rosemont. Yep. Oh, man, I want to get booked there, too. So it's like, oh, I'm still going to try, but that does, I mean, I get why they did it. Oh, sure. They got to sell out six shows. Right. Um, but they didn't. I'm, there's no way they weren't aware enough to know that they, there well, would be some fallback. Here's what's that. wild about it. They didn't post about it on Facebook. You have to be on their website really? to see that it's even happening. Yeah. The only reason I knew it was happening is I know a lot of comics who were like, right. fuck all this shit. Yeah, they were pretty pissed. Uh, I mean, I would never go to one of his shows. No. Um, but uh, I get why Zany's did it from a business aspect, but then at the same time, like, you know that... Oh, yeah. You are giving a platform to someone who no longer deserves it. Right. In my opinion. No, 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 yeah. And honestly, that's, uh, yeah, that's my opinion, too. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I know it's, in the comedy community, it's a, I wouldn't say it's, like, really, really split 50-50. It's more like 60-40. Yeah. I think I, most people are like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, and and I notice there's a definite disparity in, you know, which dem- demographics are specifically fuck that guy versus not fuck that guy. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. About oh, no. Many- I, I, know, I would say it's predominantly white. Yeah. But then also some of them are, a lot of them are women. Yeah. Which, like, blows my mind. It's like the same people, uh, the same, whenever I see a, a female who is super pro-Trump. Yeah. Considering oh, white all, women were the biggest demographic which for was, Trump. Which blew my mind. Yeah. Like, for, for them wearing, straight up wearing shirts that said, grab them by the pussy. Like, they were wearing them proudly. I'm like, yeah. are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah. 
Is your ready mind? Well, because they're comfortable with a certain status quo yeah. that is still comfortable for them. Right. You know, and it takes a lot to want to shake someone out of their comfort. Yeah, but it's, I mean, there's some people who are like super, super. I was like backwoods or backwater or something like that. Yeah. I, uh, I've actually like I, I consider myself a feminist. And I hate saying that because everyone was, you know, as a guy, it's like you don't, don't even say that. But I'm a feminist. But the only reason I bring that up is because I've met a bunch of women who are not. Oh and yeah, that blows my mind to the point where like, wow, great. Now we got all this freedom. Now we have to have jobs. I'm like, what are you doing? You're setting your own gender back like a hundred thousand years. Yeah. You're out of your goddamn mind. Like, well, it's better to have. A you job. could find an old fashioned husband, right? Who wants to be the sole breadwinner? Sure. You have that option now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And right. that's absolutely fine. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, 100% fine. Yeah. But don't disparage uh, other women for wanting to seek more. Yeah. You know, and like, I would never shit on any stay-at-home moms by any means, but, like, do not remove the option from people who want the option. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I mean, shit, I'd be delighted uh, to, to be a, a kept <laughs> spouse. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Like, not have to have a day job and be able to... Pursue all of the creative endeavors I want, and then right. just clean the house. Yeah, I would absolutely do that. 100%. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. home all day. I can cook. Yeah, I'll, I'll cook. Yeah, I can. I can kind of write while I'm doing other things around the house. Like it doesn't yeah. bother me at all. Um, and I totally get that. Um, but at the same time, just like their narrative is just like way different than ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, it, it's one of those. You know, a lot of people who are anti-feminism are only familiar with certain elements of it or certain waves of it. Because there's, you know, we're on, what, fourth wave of feminism currently? I don't, I don't know there were waves. Oh, yeah. Um, and some of them were considerably less progressive than others. Yeah. You know, some of them were yay women, but really only white women. Some of them are um. yay women, but no trans people. Some of them are, you know, there, there's all of that. Like, what the hell is that, it? That's not what my definition of feminism is. It's, like, yeah. completely... Uh, inclusive to everybody. Like, the whole point of feminism is uh, that everyone's treated the same no matter what. It had nothing to do with, like, necessarily women specifically. Uh, Just everybody treated the same. Uh, But that's that blows my fucking mind that that... that <laughs> oh yeah, but also there's a there is some. Uh, it's not feminism by that point, but they call it. A, it's like about misandry, right? Where yes, just like where straight you just up hate, hate, you men. hate men. You straight yeah. up hate men. I, I don't like that. I, obviously, I don't like that. Either. Although I do hate a lot of men. Uh, <laughs> well, and and I look at it this way: Mi- misandry comes from a place of self-preservation in a lot of cases. Yeah, the right from the onset animosity against men isn't coming from nowhere. Yeah. And I that that's where you get into those those discussions of like tone policing. Um yeah. you know, where if, you know, if uh you know, a black dude's super uh on the defensive around any racial topic coming yeah. from any white dude, like yeah, that's coming from somewhere. That's not like right. just purely being irrat like and I wouldn't say that that's right, but I understand that more than the yeah. straight up like misogyny is mostly it's strictly uh, most of the time from uh, entitlement well, yeah, to it's, uh, a woman's body, and that's like like that's the only stemming from is like why won't and then also like uh, uh, in a, uh, what is the, what is the word they 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 don't feel. Um, 
worthy of like a woman's uh, company, or they they think they they're, they're more entitled to it, and the fact that they won't give it to them. Oh, are you uh, talking about the incels? Yeah. Pretty okay. much, yeah, yeah, incels. But I think, I mean, before we gave a word to it, these people were. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, and the, and the the problem is now with online being a thing, they can all find community yeah. in a way that they were never able to. Well, in now, yeah, now it's completely anonymous. That and element so as well. They get brave, and they're like, I get to say whatever heinous shit I want to say now. Yeah, and it's like Jesus Christ, man. Like I hate to bring it. I hate that they're always like. Uh, I don't like that you have to come to say, like, do you, you have a mom, you have a sister, in order to get men to just, like, lay the fuck off women half the time. Yeah, but it like, should simply be, this is another human being. Right, exactly. But at the same time, also, like, that's the bare minimum. You do have a mom for sure. Like, do yeah. you want her to be treated the same way you're treating these people? That's insane to me. You know, it, I mean, not that it should get to that point where you have to even consider it's like, oh, all right, I have a mom. Like, you, these are people. Yeah. Well, and sometimes people. that's just a matter of a, appealing to what is a reference point that we can get to. And then you hope they have any respect for their mother. Right. You, you, know, ho- or you their, hope they Or do. their sister or whoever. They very well might not. Um, <sighs> yeah. So we're actually getting into what I majored in. Oh, what did you major in? Uh, I, uh, I got a, uh, an associate's. It's not like a huge thing. But yeah. I got an associate's in uh, human services with a focus on domestic violence and sexual assault. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's this crazy. is this yeah. is all That's kind wild. of my my wheelhouse of. You should have opened with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always come up, and it can lend itself towards heavy topics. So yeah, I mean, no, I like I like topics like this. However, yeah. it is a little bit one sided. I I, uh, I say this on my podcast like every episode. I had one semester at community college, so we're not exactly playing with like your deck is a little bit more full than my deck, and on this, <laughs> especially on this topic, yeah. um, you know. And I'm always like kind of worried about, you know, my opinion strictly, but I, I do have very strong opinions that are necessarily, like, I'm a little bit worried about, like, and I'm going to say it, I'm just going to say it right now. I was going to say it, go for it. Yeah, okay, so my opinion is, and uh, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but if you, like, have problems having female friends mm-hmm. or relationships uh, with women that aren't toxic, then I think that you're just a bad person. <laughs> because ultimately, at the end of the day, like, you're not viewing women as another person. You're viewing them as, like, a whole separate entity. But women well, are just people. And I'll, I'll say I'll say this. I agree to a point. Yeah. However, a lot of that is simply conditioning and education. Yeah. You know, if you look at all of the messaging that we've received from day one. Right, absolutely. Women are sexual objects to be pursued by any means necessary. That's the sound I'm going to use. Jesus. Oh, no. You heard it here. This is Skit's opinion. Fuck. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, that's what we've been conditioned. Stuff like pink is for girls, blue yeah. is for boys. Like, Which used bullshit. to be the opposite. Really? Yeah. So it was a misprint in a Sears catalog that reversed it. Interesting. Originally, pink was boys and blue was girls. Right. That's crazy. You ever see those dudes? That look like, uh, I don't think salmon is a different color. It looks pink to me. <laughs> but a lot of like uh, masculine dudes will be like, "This is salmon." <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what, what's sad is uh, for a lot of my youth, you know, uh, again the messaging being boys are good, girls are bad, things like that. Yeah. And with my gender dysphoria, that I wasn't. You know, in a cognitive state to understand at that point. Yeah, it's mostly shapes and colors. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, 
But I, I remember going through grade school and like I wouldn't wear purple, even though it was my favorite color. Right, because, because you, I was some like, people associate that with uh, gay at the time. Yeah, like a long time ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and this was even before the whole Tinky Winky or the Teletubbies. Right. Yeah. Purple and the triangle and all. Yeah, that. but people were associating but, yeah. just colors with certain things, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, pink was definitely off the table. No yeah. purples. No, and you know, no fun fabrics. No yeah. textures. No pat. Like there was so much. Um, Messaging that was right. received either from my peers or just from media or from you know my parents even. Yeah. Ironically, uh, so people associated purple with gay, but I've seen I've read studies on like uh, colors and how they uh, are perceived uh, to certain genders, mm. and so like men really like red on women. Yeah, but women really like purple, <laughs> so they they find the uh, the color uh, uh, some like uh, a deep psychological uh, attraction to it, which is really funny. And that's why well, that's, also McDonald's uses uh, yellow because mm-hmm. people get uh, associate that with hunger for some reason. It's like a deep internal thing. Yeah. Um. So that's really no, ironic. Color, that color that, theory is is wild, but purple before it was associated with uh, gayness, right? Uh, was a royal color. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, that's why Prince was purple. Right. Um, but purple was the color of royalty. Only royalty could have right. purple. And it's, again, because of that attractiveness element, people were more drawn to admire people in, in purple. Right, yeah. Like that. And that's crazy how much that's changed over time. A lot of things, like, like you said, they, it was reversed. Like pink was supposed to be for guys, and then yep. blue is for girls. And then things like little things like that over the, over like centuries and stuff like that gets lost in translation. Yeah. And then now we don't even know why we're doing it. Like a lot of people don't know that. I personally, I'm one of those people. Like I don't even like, like I'm very against matching socks. Okay. <laughs> like, because uh, there's no functional purposes to it. Really, like color matching socks. My socks always are never the same color. Just are they the same like style of sock? Sometimes, but most of the time they're not even the same style. Oh, so you'll have like a knee sock and an ankle sock, yeah, and I just will. be like, well, that's yeah, how we're rocking today. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, okay, okay. Technically, I mean that that might be more so a comfort thing. Like if you argued that to me, I'd be like, fine. Yeah. But the just the idea of colors matching serves no functional purpose. So to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like traditions, uh, in general, I kind of uh, have that same um, uh, logic to it like there's a lot of traditions I don't understand like I say bless you to people who sneeze but I am not religious yeah and that's an inherently religious uh, expression is to say bless you. Like who, who am I? I don't, I don't believe in God. So who's blessing you? Like my buddy, fucking Steve, like yeah. Steve bless you. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but we've been conditioned to say that for so long and people stop thinking about it. Yeah. I think well, marriage and too. Now they, now they think you're super rude if you don't say it. And it's like, what? I don't, care that there's not a demon that's trying to escape or get into you. Like, right, whatever. yeah. It's like, supposed to cram your soul back in yeah, or whatever. Uh, you're fine. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. You but, sneeze. But also at the same time, uh, hello and goodbye. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of that. So I'm a little bit extreme there. Like saying okay. hello and goodbye to people like to me serves no purpose. Like I have the hardest time saying goodbye to people because I cannot justify s- taking time out of their day to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm leaving. And yeah. just, there's no other information added to that. It's just yeah. like, acknowledge I'm leaving. Yeah. What a waste well, of your time. What's what's wild is uh, coming from, from pro wrestling, if you did not greet and say goodbye to every person in that locker room, you were a piece of shit. Oh, like, I would have washed was, out immediately. It was, and it, it, 
I can be a fan of the Irish goodbye. Um, I love it. It's like generally I'll I'll try and you know at least touch base with a few people. Yeah. Uh, if it's people I want to you know acknowledge, hey, it was good to see you. Yeah. It, whatever it is. Um, but the Irish goodbye is fantastic. No, I, I love it. And but it also like hellos and goodbyes is like to me seems more like social conditioning yeah. rather than actually serving a functional purpose. Unless that guy's giving you a ride home. Yeah. You do not need they don't need to know that you're leaving unless well, you're planned later. <laughs> it's it's the equivalent of punching in and punching out. Yeah. So if, right. you, if you think about it in terms of a lot of, I, I don't know about yours, but I know a lot of my social interactions these days tend to stem around the performance right. uh, genre, whether it's music or, or comedy. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the hello and goodbye is uh, more the professional courtesy and a, you know, this is the time we've done together. This is yeah, I, that kind of a thing. Yeah, I get that. Um, so I, I, but it depends. Like you know, obviously whoever runs the room, I'm gonna try and be like, hey, you know, even if it's a mic, I want to say hello and goodbye to it. right. Because like, like you hosted me, thank you. I want to express my gratitude for giving me space. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. For yeah. Most of the time, I do that. However, uh, last night at the show, I did not say goodbye to Brian Christopher. Uh, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, well, because like right, it's two comics at first, and then yeah. right after that improv starts, and then I think he was on stage. So I was like, and we had to get to the other mic or on or a mic after that after the okay. show. So I had to bail without saying goodbye. But yeah. I was very very grateful for the experience. But I remember thinking about, I was like, oh, I should have said goodbye. But he was on stage. You know, I'm. I'm well, yeah, and that's one of those, you know, you can't disrupt. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, time out, everybody. I got to go. But, I just wanted to. And that's exactly what saying goodbye is to me. It's yeah. like, yeah, time out, you know, um, and that, that really bothers me. But then all the things like that, because I don't like the idea that people are doing things without actually knowing why, and they're actually serving a functional purpose. Yeah. You know, like, same thing with, like, associating blue with boys. Like, that serves no functional purpose whatsoever, so it drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, and I like all the colors. And also, like, the fact that a lot of clothes, and you'll probably agree with me here, is that uh, <laughs> a lot of clothes aren't necessarily inherently feminine. Or, like, we just assigned those concepts to basically fabric and string and yarn. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that yarn, that specific yarn is for women. Like, are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm, I'm more a fan of, like... Like a kind of androgyny, mm-hmm. uh, which okay. So oh, I, I tell people all the time: if I could sit at that nice point where David Bowie and Tilda Swinton oh, are yeah. the same person, me too. I'd be all about it. Absolutely, <laughs> that is a, that is honestly my ideal, which is not fair to us, honestly. But uh, I have very broad shoulders, so that's like impossible for me to to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but I do uh, like androgyny. And a shout out to my coworker. My coworker was trying to think of the word for androgyny, but she couldn't. Okay. So she was like. Uh, yeah, Tilda Swinton is unisexy. <laughs> oh. And I was like, that's actually a way better word that's, for it. That's pretty fantastic. That's way better. And then I lost sleep over that. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go into a segment um, that I do at the end. Of, uh, I'm sure you've heard it before. Oh, Basically, yeah. we talk about uh, misconnections. And most of the time, this is just me saying, hey, watch out in this area, ladies. <laughs> uh, because this, someone is being very creepy in yeah, your neck of the woods. Very, very creepy is, uh, is oh. like a... Uh, sugarcoating it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what so, was it? Targets and Home Depots. Yeah. So targets, far? Home Depots are hot, hot Tar- beds, hot beds for predators. Do targets not are gnarly. Really? Well, there's more a, than more than Walmart. 
I don't shop at Walmart, so I can't really say. No, because I used to work for the Sam Walton Corporation. Oh, really? Yeah, I I was based out of a Sam's Club, and I, I did outside sales and marketing okay. for like a region of the thing. But it was essentially me trying to get uh, small businesses to buy distribution from us. Right. And someone finally was like, so let me get this straight. You want us to buy products from you so we can get them slightly cheaper, so we can compete with you for that much longer, but you're still going to drive us out of business in the end? And I was like, oh, oh, I quit. I can't. Because I was 18. I didn't know shit about shit. Right. You know? And then I was like, oh, that's why they let an 18-year-old do this. Because right. this is heinous. Right. Uh, yeah, companies like that. I, I'm not a big fan of Walmart either just because of their corporate structure. Um, yeah. But... Uh, Target, I love, but now apparently I'm learning based on Craigslist not to love it. Uh, but I, I don't think that's Target's fault. It's where I get half my wardrobe. It's the Target's women's section. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I shop at Target too. Uh, they got good stuff. They do whatever. And I'm an alternative guy, <laughs> so like uh, you know they got some good stuff. Yeah. Um, this one luckily is not in a Target. Uh, the subject is reading a book at Foster Beach. This is in Chicago. Uh, so when I got there early with my daughter, I definitely set up camp right by you. We left at the same time. I have no idea why you were there alone, but Jesus, your bot is amazing. Thanks. You definitely gave me something to think about the rest of the afternoon. Oh, God. Um, and that was, uh, this is, so I'm starting off kind of slow with that one. But that one, uh, there was a couple things that bothered me with that. A, it seemed like he intent, had intent to set up specifically next to her. You know, plus you have a daughter with you. Yeah, he's he's definitely setting camp so he can pitch a tent later. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, and then like I thought about you the rest of the day. I totally got home, put my daughter in front of the TV, and went in the bathroom to jerk off. Right, exactly. That's what it seems like. I mean, once you're dead, it doesn't change you from being a human being. But at the same time, the narrative there is a is a little upsetting. I would say that's borderline. Yeah, I would say that's borderline. I wouldn't. It's not the worst thing I've. Ever heard. No, Though, absolutely not. Your what was it? Your bod is amazing. Your bod is amazing. That was, and then also, uh, yeah, the way uh, that he phrased it. Your bod is amazing. He or she, actually, who knows? Uh, but the they way they were definitely it, around in the eighties because no one now talks bod. about. So this is bod. an old. This is an older person. Uh, I mean, our age, you know. Or, or like, <laughs> I don't remember ever saying bod, <laughs> but that was of our time. Yeah. I guess that was of our time, but... Uh, probably, all right. To be fair, four years older, probably more my time. Right. That's fair. I mean, well, specifically, I don't <laughs> think that... I can't speak for you, but I definitely didn't fit into that time anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't one of the things. Um, this is this next one is... Uh, I, I've been pulling ones that aren't necessarily problematic or um, even weird. These are more like, I'm not sure that if this is a euphemism. Okay. Uh, and I, I actually like those. Um this one's called Clogged Pipe. It's an Effingham. <laughs> Looking for someone that knows how to unclog a pipe. I'm in Effingham and could use some help. We'll be here till 4 and we'll have to seek help another day. Let me know if you have the know-how to help me out. And now... <laughs> this we should is put in, them in touch with Fluke Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you heard that. Yeah, it was the guy. Was, that one was inherently... Sexual. There's no. Well, way yeah. That, you can play my flute while yeah. I play your flute. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm looking. That's not f- how flutes work. <laughs> also, they were looking for an older flute specifically. Yeah. And I think that's the giveaway. Yeah. But this one is a specifically clogged pipe, and now I'm not sure. Uh, he 
this person uh, posted on Craigslist Misconnections, which is inherently looking for people. Typically. Um, um, not necessarily for jobs of any kind. This yeah. is usually like, oh, I thought you were cute or something like that. So that's why I'm thinking that maybe uh, this has the potential to be sexual. Yeah. But it's so borderline that I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, So has there been uh, a misunderstanding where someone was like, I'm here to fix your clogged pipe. And then his like, wiener is out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, or. I've seen that movie. That's another one of those moments <laughs> with the plots we were talking about yeah. earlier. Or on the flip side, someone was there to blow a dude and the dude's like, dude, fix my pipe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I, I'm mostly uh, obsessed. What's great is if there's two people. Who each post a similar thing, and the wrong people go to each. Right. Like, also, maybe this person posted on the wrong uh, site. Yeah. Maybe they meant to post it in, like, tools or something like that. Uh, but that one's really funny. And I'm mostly just obsessed with the, the chance of a misunderstanding <laughs> in that case. Um, this next one's, uh, I don't remember this one, actually. It's called Hermosa at Walker Brothers Pancake House. This is in Arlington Heights, which I think is near us. Uh, yeah, yeah, I deliver to Arlington a few times a week. Yeah. How's your Spanish? Is Hermosa a word in Spanish? Uh, it sounds like a Spanish word. It is. It is, uh, oh, I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, I, I took three years in junior high, so it's been a minute. Uh, I want to say it's woman, but with a slightly more respectful tone. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, cool. Um, so, uh, Hermosa Walker Brothers Pancake House. From the moment I saw you sitting there, I knew I wanted you more than I ever wanted anyone before. You exude this irresistible sexuality. Looking at your beautiful legs was such a treat, and when you dropped your napkin and picked it up, I thought I was going to explode. Every sensual look you gave me made me melt. God. I wish I could see you again so I could have my chance to worship a queen like you. Uh, honestly, I think that guy's fine. I don't see any problems there. We'll just move on to the next one. No, <laughs> no this guy. All is right, a- so this is. So is this a customer talking about one of I believe, the servers? I believe no. I believe this was just an, a customer talking about another customer. Okay. Um, uh, my main problem here is it seems like a level of delusion. Uh, this person mentions that there was a sexual yeah. I bet look. I bet this this woman has ne- like would not even recognize this guy in the lineup. Exactly, like, has hey. no idea. It was looking past him at the TV or something. He's interpreting a connection that's not there, which yeah. is, which bothers me with a lot of like like men and stuff. Like this is why a lot of women are afraid to be nice to men because they're like, oh, you said hi to me. Yeah, let's go out. It's like, oh no, don't jump to that, you jerk. Like, yeah. leave her alone. Um, the other thing was he was looking at her so long, like it had like a list of events that happened to her, and he yeah. was shouting it like you had your pancakes, and then you dropped your napkin, and I saw you do that, and then you looked at me, probably because you were like, why is this guy looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this motherfucker has been staring at me the <laughs> whole time. Right, this lady I've been here. I can't go out for pancakes and then be safe. Like Jesus Christ, let someone eat pancakes. Um, are you a big fan of pancakes, by the way? I don't know if it, are, are you a vegan or no? I eat anything, um, mostly gas station food. Like really? It's, yeah. Well, being on the road all day, right. that's. Do you cook at home? Who, uh, out of you and your partner, who does the cooking necessarily? Is it split or is it one person mostly? She cooks mostly um, because she eats at home mostly. Yeah. Um, I'm home so infrequently. Yeah. Um, 
But when the roles were reversed uh, and I was working from home, I did all the cooking. So right. It's it's kind of just based it's on like who needs and who situational. Needs. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, do you do you fancy yourself a good cook? I'm. <laughs> no, I, you don't. Well, I'm, <laughs> you didn't think about it all that long. <laughs> I'm, I'm inventive. I never make anything bad, but I couldn't replicate a recipe to save my life. Okay. You know, because I, I grew up mostly having to eat, you know, Spam and ramen. Oh, and, I love Spam and ramen. And eggs. And uh, you know what goes great in eggs what? is uh, green apple. You're out of your goddamn mind. This podcast is over. <laughs> Dice a green apple and put it in some eggs. Put you, it in an omelet. I'm telling you. You were some pancakes house guy. Really? <laughs> Diced? Yeah. Diced uh, green apple. No. In your eggs. No. I'm telling you. Tell someone else. On a, bed of, <laughs> on a bed of ramen with some salsa on top. On ramen? Sprinkle of cheese. Yeah, a, oh, bed, cheese a, bed, of, okay. a bed of noodles. Don't put any of the seasoning in. Just do the noodles. Okay. You put your, your egg and green apple on top of that, some salsa on top of that, a sprinkle of cheese, shredded cheese. I don't know. You're don't good know. to go. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that seems problematic to me. I uh, <laughs> Someone out there, try this and email. You'll get the email at the end of the podcast. Uh, please don't email that. I uh, <laughs> don't want to know of your shame. Brennan, uh, are you listening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Brennan, I know you'll do it. Brennan Weaver will absolutely try it. Brennan Weaver had some interesting spices that he was putting on. I was at his house or his apartment recently where he's putting on like uh, weird, like, uh, uh, mashed up like uh, what's it's like a flour. Someone had like uh, he had a jar of a flour that's just, like mashed up, and he was spreading over chicken. Okay, and, uh, well, that's was, how you get the bread. In. It smelled very floral, yeah. um, but it was uh, it was it was interesting. Okay. Um, but he would absolutely try it. There's no doubt in my mind <laughs> they would. Uh, this next one's called, and this is the last one. This one's called uh, Downtown Chicago Hammond. Uh, and this one's actually kind of typical of ones I see. Uh, to all the beautiful ladies that crossed my path yesterday, I'm the tall guy with sunglasses. Kind of shy, but definitely know what I want and need. So any ladies that just so happen to read this, drop me a line. You won't be disappointed. Dot, dot, dot. You'll be disappointed. You will be. You will absolutely be, be disappointed. Dismembered. This is what's going to happen if you <laughs> respond to this person's ad. I've seen so many of these posts where a dude's like, just like casting a wide net, and he's like, yeah. any beautiful lady I was stalking, yeah. if you want to like... Anyone who bites, I am not choosy. Oh, God. Just any, any attention. Yeah. Anyone. Please. Right. Begging you. That level of desperation. Just look at it. Like, just. it's upsetting. <laughs> you know, just anyone, uh. really? Anyone. So watch out in downtown Chicago. Uh, I know for, it's a, for a tall guy in sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. That's like so many of those guys. <laughs> tall guys with fucking sunglasses. Yeah, sorry, I'm not helping you out with this one. Uh, this is pretty. He didn't give a very good ex- uh, like a description of himself, so I can't warn you very well. Yeah. But if you see a guy with sunglasses, just you know, think twice. If he is five ten. <laughs> yeah, five ten and up. So guys he's like, calling himself tall. Yeah, he's probably five ten. Right. So guys like, like not me, really tall. Any like short guys of five five? Uh, no, I don't even trust those guys. Uh, just don't trust anyone. Any <laughs> don't trust anyone downtown. Anyone you can't see their eyes, don't <laughs> don't engage. Yeah, do not engage. Be like, them. all right, take the sunglasses off first. Yeah, and I know a lot of guys that wear <laughs> sunglasses specifically so they can look at people without with, while being discreet. Oh, that's gross. It's very gross. And I. Say I say that as someone who wears sunglasses a lot. Right. But 
Mine are fairly transparent. Yeah. Like they're they're just for fashion purposes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna help one guy right now. <laughs> one of the guys that does this, and I'm not gonna bleep it out, uh, TJ Remick. He does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, I uh, knew it. <laughs> I, I know, I, I know. The rumors are true. The rumor I started right now. I uh, <laughs> uh, you got anything to plug? Uh oh goodness. Let me yeah, bring uh, it let me look at my I mean every Thursday is uh, the game of microphones at Comedy Shrine. That's a free show with a two-drink minimum. Uh, it's a comedy competition every Thursday, Comedy Shrine, 8 p.m. Right. Also worth noting that that does not have to be an alcohol. It could be like you could get two Oh, yeah. Pumps. It could be soda. Yeah, and you'd be, be fine. So yeah, it's not a big Two deal. bottles of water, whatever. Right. Um, when does this air? Uh, this is going to be tomorrow. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Tuesday, September f- uh, 24th, I will be at uh, Shakers on Clark for a uh, women and non-binary individual showcase cool. with an open mic afterward. Weird. Yeah. And it, I, I think it said open or... Uh, Oh, what was the wording? I'd have to look at the flyer. Yeah. I think it's not just comedy open mic. I think it's like a oh music too, like, stuff a, like, like, that? A, like wide, a poetry and stuff like that. I think I yeah. may be wrong on so that. So like a mixed mic. Yeah, that's yeah mixed mic. That's okay. yeah. So yeah, uh, so that'll be uh, on Tuesday the twenty fourth. Shakers on Clark at eight. Um, then uh, da, da, da. Uh, Thursday October tenth. I'm at Ashbury. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a good room. That's going to be great. And then, yeah, I think that's, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I have, uh, I'm hosting uh, this month's Shots and Giggles with uh, oh, David nice. Sitko. Uh, that'll be September 28th. It's going to be a great lineup. Uh, so please come out. It's a free show. There's free donuts. Um, and it's usually a really good time. Uh, so please come out. Uh, Skits, thank you so much for coming out. I really appreciate it. I know oh, that you're it was super a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, uh, if you have any questions or comments that don't involve uh, green apples and food, send it to <laughs> We Are the Strange Podcast at gmail.com and I will get to it. Uh, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Bye.